ever. Once again, I am your esteemed host, Big Mike, and we have a full house tonight. I've got my man Dylan, Breezes, Enox, Roz is back from his birthday vacation. Birthday boy. Fellas, two weeks sabbatical. Wiser and wiser. He took a a Dennis Rodman vacation (laughs) mid-season. I brought a beard with me, too. Hey, here we go. How was everybody's week? We are back, fellas. How are we doing? Good, man. Doing wonderful, man. Nets are in first place. It's a great great thing. Oh, Lord. It's wonderful. I'm lie, still lie. not a good gambler right now. I'm not. I'm, I, I I took myself out of gambling punishment after <laughs> a week off, and man, that didn't help me at all. I changed gambling apps and everything. Man, not a good week. <laughs> I almost won three hundred dollars on the nets last night, and then Steve Nash decided to bench Blake Griffin. Oh. I only needed him to get two two more rebounds. <laughs> that was it. I won Yikes. every other bet in my parlay, and he benched Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin played nine minutes. In his defense, he played terrible. He was playing terrible. He was not playing good. I was watching that game. He was not playing good. But, man, did I need those two rebounds like air. Like air I breathe. (laughs) I wonder how much you would have got if you had bet that KD didn't put lotion on that day. He came out. He's like, I'm about to start calling y'all broke. Like, if you're gonna keep this up, I'm just gonna pull. That's how bad the roasting was getting. He was yeah, like, yeah, was I'm going. gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go down this money route because <laughs> y'all are killing me. I love that he's embraced. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fight you on Twitter persona as opposed to hiding behind the burners because it's entertaining. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, gentlemen. It's time to go to work. It has been a long week once again in the world of sports. And we're going to start off how we've been starting it off because there's always drama in the NFL. I don't, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but it feels like every good team lost this weekend. I think every good team took an L and everything that we thought we knew I don't know if we still know it. I don't know if it was a full moon last week. But nobody wanted to put any distance between themselves and the standings. So the logjam continues. Uh, I believe everybody, Breezes doesn't count because he doesn't have a team. And all of our teams for the first time took an L on the same week. Oh, man. My Titans probably (laughs) with the worst loss being that we lost to the Texans. Yeah, we were the close one against Miami. At home, too. We were the close one against Miami. that they probably should have won. And the Raiders, once again, got ran off. We We got mocked up in the past three weeks. 13 points, 14 points, 13 points again. I would like that to is, remind yeah. the listeners that the Jets beat the Bengals, and I said last week that if the Bengals beat the Raiders, then the Jets are better than the Raiders. <laughs> So yes, and I'm telling you right now, Julie, y'all gonna be two and fifteen, and you're still going to be telling me the same thing you're telling me right now. Yep, I'm telling you, you're gonna be like, we beat the Bengals and the Titans. You're still gonna be saying that we beat two better teams than you've beaten all year. 
It's true. Oh, those are two. Be- name me a better win on your roster and your schedule that you have that's better than those two wins. You know how? Maybe the Bulls. We beat the Ravens. We beat the Ravens. We beat the Steelers. We beat the Steelers too. Did, are you one of them better than the Bengals? Baltimore is better than the Bengals, man. Really? Yeah, the Ravens are better than they played. When when Bengals ran them off the field. Okay, you're gonna go off one game. You know they um, do play again, right? I will go off the game that they played. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> last time I checked, they were trying to run out the clock and were scoring thirty yard rushing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into these scores, we do have some unfinished business from last week's show. Uh, we made our midseason predictions, and Roz, we were we were all anxiously waiting. Who do you have playing in the Super Bowl at this point right now? Who is going to make it? <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. It's been kind of wacky this year, but um, I'm going to have to go with I'm going to have to go with Kansas City in the AFC, and then I'll have to go with the Bucks again. Tom Brady will come back again. So it'll be KC against the Bucks. It's going to be a repeat of last year. And I think um, I think I think the Bucks actually win it again. I'm going to go with Tom repeating again. Um, I didn't think that they were going to be good enough to do that. But I watched that game against the Giants, and I feel like they um I feel like they got their groove back. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of guys on that team that isn't back yet, and that's scary. Because as bad as the Giants are, and the Giants are horrific, um guys like Vita Vey, you know, like there's some guys flying around. And they weren't even getting that attention that Vita Vey gets. And that's absolutely crazy. You have some of the cornerbacks who aren't healthy. You got like, like two the corners. Like, and they're all coming back. You know, like Godwin. We still don't know what's happening with the Antonio Brown situation. If that gets resolved, he's coming back. You know, it's it's a lot of variables that are only working in their in their in their in their favor. And I just don't see anyone beating them. I just I just can't see anyone beating them at full strength. You sicken me saying okay. that in a Jets shirt. I know. <laughs> After all that man has done to us. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but it's, more, it's, it's more so the team than anything. I think it's fair to say that the Chiefs are all the way back after uh, unleashing that can of whoop-ass like their Stone Cold Steve Austin just dousing the beers. That looked terrible. And their line is better. the beers on the Raiders, and then they came up on But they, but they beat the Cowboys 19-9, though. Are they all the way back, though? Like, yeah. Yeah, I all think so. Cowboys are a tough game. I, but the, that Cowboys game was like, okay, the yeah, Cowboys they did good. Yeah, but look, all right, but my thing is when the Chiefs whooped us seven different ways in our building, I said to myself, okay, they back 100%. Y'all then I see the Cowboys, then I see the Cowboys game. It's like, okay, they win 19 or not. That's how they've been winning all year. 
no, but play, but that's, that's what you need to see. So the Cowboys are better than the Raiders. That's that's yes. what yeah. that's what that's no, but no, but even the Giants. So, so, <laughs> no, but even the Giants. The Chiefs barely got by the Giants. That's how they've been playing all year. But the but, Chiefs also played better defense against the yes, Cowboys than they say. have against anybody else. Yeah, that Cowboys it's, offense is hot. No, but I'm talking. About, I'm, I'm, no, but I, I'm talking offensively. I'm talking offensively. But the Cowboys also have a great defense. The, the Giants also have a great defense too. The, I mean, the this, Giants actually have a good defense. They just have the, a terrible coaching scheme. Yeah, and this is the best cornerback in the entire league right now. And he, you know, you have to think that he makes some impact on Tyreek Hill, that receiving core, that that cornerback group. And even Micah Parsons running around going crazy like that, the defense is not going to be a pushover. What you did see, which is, I think, a very underrated thing, and I know Chiefs fans are super happy about it, is you wonder what happened with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and how he was going to do when he came back. He looked awesome. He looked like he's fully healthy. Um, he probably needs a few more games, maybe two or three, to knock the rust off. But if, if you're a Chiefs fan um, – and you're a fan of the Chiefs' um, offense in general, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and how he looked coming out there, it just adds a whole nother layer that you have to worry about, and that's a nightmare. And hopefully that's a nightmare. Too. Yeah, him, yeah, if he gets his fumbling behind him, I mean, I think the Chiefs are clear favorites in the AFC. Because yeah, they, there are it's just like, can, can you feel comfortable staying any team in the AFC right now? Because every time you get comfortable with one team, they, get, they end up losing, like, yeah, it's been that type of year, but there's a few teams in AFC I could say if they're at their best, it's it's a it's rough sledding for any team. That's the Chiefs, that's the Ravens, and that's the Bills. Those are three teams. No, 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 not the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> the the Ravens, right? And I okay, the Ravens. And a lot of them are similar in the sense that they have this one player that they just have game breakers, right? And I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire changes the script for the Chiefs because you can't have him just leaking out the back out the backfield. That's that's a nightmare for any defensive coordinator. You, you double Tyreek. You try to handle all the speed they throw at you. You try your best to chip at Kelsey. You try to keep Mahomes in the pocket, and then you have to deal with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running wheel routes. And in and out routes and in routes and getting dumped off and getting 15 yards every time you can't you can't do that you just you just you can't do anything it's it's you can't I mean now you're just talking about every time you're going down the field you're forcing your offense to have to score and that's been the Chiefs game it, the entire time Andy Reid is and that whole Patrick Mahomes' area is yeah they might not have the best defense. But you have to score every time you touch the ball. That's tough for any team. Like, and even though they don't have the best defense, when that defense plays, that defense plays. We saw it in their Super Bowl run. We even saw it last year on their way to the Super Bowl where that defense shows up. They have veterans on it. They have a good defensive front. When Honey Badger's playing, they play completely different too. It's just Sorensen this year has been terrible and the corners haven't been great. And they've been getting exposed on the run. They they stopped one of, if not the best rushing attack in football, and had to force the Cowboys to change their game plan. Yeah, they have been, but don't break defense. They're meant to play ahead. They they set the defense up to do that. So once you start letting them just like 
pin their ears back with Frank Clark and all those other guys like that, that's when the Chiefs defense starts to really start causing mayhem. But they have to be ahead. If they're behind, you get what you, you get what you got in the first few weeks of this entire season where everyone's like, what's going on with the Chiefs? Because the offense is not producing like it's supposed to for that defense. As much as it but again, it's like as much as it kills me to say this, and I never thought this would ever come out of my mouth. I think the Chargers are the best team in the AFC West right now. I really do think the Chargers are the best team in that division right now. Um, I don't know why they, the NFL just flexed the Broncos and Chiefs to Sunday Night Football for Week 13. I don't really see why they want the Broncos on prime time. They don't want the Broncos on prime time. They want to have a <laughs> Mahomes on prime time. Yeah, to but light up the Broncos. <laughs> That's what it is. I can answer, I, and I can answer that question for you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. Anytime you can put him on primetime, that's a rating. You do it. That's a, that's a number. People so, will watch against Denver. Though, like, a, they'll watch an ass whooping if it's an entertaining yeah, ass whooping when you have a guy who's throwing the ball 40 yards. <laughs> no, but, but do you remember when it was like it was the Bears at the Packers? Like every, it was That was always a primetime game. And the Packers would win like 51 so 14, like every single because time. The Bear, because the Bears and Packers are two national the teams. The, in ba- football. the Bears suck, but the Bears have <laughs> a massive fan base. Speaking of and the, the Bears. Packers have a massive <laughs> fan base, and they have Aaron Rodgers. I would put them on every week, too. <laughs> like, because, you, know it's, you know it's bad when at a basketball game. The chance to fire the call. No, when I saw that, I was like, "Yes, I was, Chicago, I was yes. Yes. do that. That's a thing. Do that. Make your voices heard." Because they were getting watched by, I think, the Pacers, I believe, and then like the fans were just like fire Nagy. I was his fault. I, He's fault. It's just, his fault. The Bulls lost. And then they were chanting "fire Nagy" at his son's football game too. Like, oh my! The the cool thing Chicago I like about Chicago. Is they'll voice their opinion and everybody's on the same page unless it's baseball because you're split between the the Cubs and the White Sox. But when it's football, when it's hockey, when it's basketball, everybody in Chicago is a fan of those teams mm-hmm. and they all agree with each other. It's all like minded, like echo chamber. Like we all have the same opinions. And man, everybody there hates Nagy, and Nagy is the the most unaware human being I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> For him getting asked about him getting fired after Thanksgiving, when this should be up, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, uh, that after Thanksgiving, he will be fired. And he's like, ah, I haven't heard that. You've been hearing it all over the sports world, friendo. Like, what are we I don't think he's going to want, I don't think he's just going to want to admit it, though. I, I, just, I think that's just one of those things. He wants to just keep it under the rug and whatnot. And yeah. One. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to you. But I had to, at the time of this recording, I just had to give some breaking news. The Knicks have beaten Ross's Lakers, who he, so we, I got to get yes. one, one bing bong for that, please. Yes. Mr. Mr. Producer, can I get one got bing you. bong for that? Got you. Right. Uh, bing bong. You know, you. Gonna, we'll touch on it when we get to the NBA in a minute. Bing bong. And we, uh, we, definitely, needed, we definitely needed that one. You guys, des- you guys yeah, definitely need that. We need, we need that so bad. Why would the Knicks need that victory if they're like world champions right now? I don't get it. Why would you need <laughs> the world? Wait, what? <laughs> well, that would have been tough because y'all would have been no, 3 and 7 feed, in your last 10. Don't feed it to him. Yeah. Exactly. The Knicks needed that for the season. Yeah. Um, 
That's good. You're gonna put up his power rankings. Oh, so that that actually saves your season. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, that that win saves your season. So now you're ten and nine. Season completely yeah, saved. Eight. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Ten and eight. Ten and eight. Ten and eight. Uh, championship secured. Season secured. Oh boy. I'm just going by what was said. I mean, like and, this is oh, literally boy. being recorded. Saved our season. My goodness. My Nobody goodness. Nobody's saying anything. No rebuttals. <laughs> I'm going right. to move on. Too early. Oh, okay, okay. All right. All I want to say is this is recorded about, right, listen, when I'm told that you guys are kind of crazy, no, no, no. I'm talking I didn't crazy. see that. We literally have one thing talking about. This saved our season at 10 and 8. I didn't see that. Damn. I did not say that. Oh, okay. I mean, listen, <laughs> it'll come out. It'll 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 be, it'll be there. Really stupid. <laughs> no editing. No editing. It'll it'll come out. We're not gonna edit, edit this one out. We're not gonna edit this one out. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad the LeBronless Lakers at nine and nine saved your season. Oh God. I know I know Silver Eddie. is absolutely <laughs> furious. <though. laughs> Just have rolled in. I know you guys still have a significant amount of money spent on certain players to still be a really good team without LeBron. So mm. even yeah. if you don't have LeBron, mm. you guys yeah. should have mm. Westbrook, mm-hmm. Davis, Carmelo. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Get him. I think Melo had a decent game. I don't know what's going on with street clothes. I have no idea what's going on. With <laughs> but um, hey. yeah, I don't know. Russ, Russ, I've, I've already voiced my opinion on Russ. Um, I wouldn't have kept Russ. Yeah. I wouldn't have got Russ. $44 million for that man is absolutely insane. But, you know, I'm not Mr. Palinka. I will let you, you know? go. But that, that's, still, you that's still his extension complain. for the whole case, though, right? He, uh, yeah, they, they gave him yes. five years, yes. five years $205 million. And yes. that's still is that okay? He's still on that contract, so. Yes, he's still he's still haunting the league with his contract. The, worst yes, con- absolutely. the two worst contracts in baseball are Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Baseball. Oh God. Yeah. Edit that out. Yeah, John Wall's contract is crazy. Man. John Wall's contract is bad. Yeah. Forty-seven million dollars. But congratulations, chill. congratulations to the Knicks. You know, like, Before we continue, did you know the, the Rockets Rise have who? one win? Yeah, they're like one they in have one win. <laughs> With the amount of youth and like decent talent on that roster, they have one win. But they play they are playing hard though. They, they they're play tough short. basketball. They play hard. like they're a seventeen year old team, but man, they so have they, one win. They don't worry me like uh, New Orleans worries me. New Orleans looks like a just bad team. Zion's a fat fuck. Sacramento is a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> no. Zion, no, it, hear this you, you, you got Brandon. You got you, you got Ingram out there in the island by himself, and it's just like I don't. It's not really much help he's getting. Like honestly, they're a terribly run organization who don't do anything to help the players that are there. They do nothing but hurt. They mm. do nothing but hurt. They're terrible. What New Orleans or you yeah. about yeah. New Orleans? They do nothing but hurt. They've never done anything good besides bringing Boogie in to help AD. They have never really done anything good to help any star they've had. They let them all just mm. go and be great somewhere else. 
Zion is going to be that. Mm. that Zion boy, also I, can't keep yeah. the away. Have y'all seen LaMelo Ball, though? LaMelo Ball, that boy's been falling. Good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Jordan's got to hit on one sooner or later. Because, <laughs> man, but, he's been terrible. GM but now, I, I kind of feel bad about for Lillian's yeah. I, I feel like he keeps getting the rough end of the stick all the time. Dylan, you mean Sean May wasn't a good pick? No, nah, Sean May was perfect. He was oh, unbelievable. Man. Unbelievable. Oh, what you know who else was great? to pull out the hat. My goodness. Michael <laughs> I haven't Kim heard Gilchrist. that. That was <laughs> James pulled that one out the bag from his. Whoa. That's a that's a that's a whoa deep that's one. a nasty <laughs> trivia question too. Sean May such that's a bad me. pick. Oh, you know, I totally. Nasty. I remember him being bad, and I remember being like, "Man, that's really bad." And then, like, I remember just just like him existing in the in the in the NBA space for bad long, and I was like, "Oh, Sean May's gone." Okay, cool. Like wow, what a bad pick! That's this is one of those things. Bad pick. They had him and Raymond Felton on the same team, right? Ooh, Felton, Felton was okay. A Knicks legend, also by the way. Knicks which is legend. Crazy. If you don't, yeah. if which you is don't, crazy. Not Knicks legend Raymond Felton. Close, close that don't damn out. Don't even. That pick. That is so much. That is so disrespectful. It. I know he's Knicks legend Raymond Felton. I know he used that Landry Fields. I was told he was a maestro out there on the floor. He was a facilitator. Raymond Felton. I mean, I'm not telling no lies. I'm telling what I was going to say. Does that team have Jordan Hill on it, too? Yes, it did have Jordan Hill. Jordan Hill on it, too. Yes, it did. Double check himself. Uh, Steve Novak. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, oh man. Nah, no, 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 nah, Novak was hitting threes though. Novak was Isaiah's team. So that wasn't Isaiah's team, was it? Uh, was that Isaiah's team? No, no, that was no, no, that was, no, no. Isaiah was gone. Isaiah, that was Mike Woodson. Yeah, that was Mike Oh yeah, that was that was dead. That was Mike Pringles' was the team. Cleanest mustache I've ever My seen. Goodness. Mike Yo, Woodson clean. always had that mustache lined up and just colored in like it was perfect. Perfect Shout out to yeah. Mike Woodson, too, coaching at the University of Indiana, and they already went in with him there. So shout out to Mike Woodson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mixed dirty. Mixed dirty. Uh, Talking about Raymond Felton, man. He used to get but then again, LeBron in that Miami we have, team. We have a 12-year-old. Buckets. Oh. <laughs> I mean, listen, Nick's legend, Raymond Felton. <laughs> trying to tell you. Nick's legend. Tell it, James. Tell it like the truth. Yeah, Nick's legend, Raymond Miami Felton. Miami 08. 07 buckets okay but Damn, I, that was that was awesome that was it started fun. off with a deep rip and then just went right into the next stuff i love it i live <laughs> for it no but can we talk about lebron's inexcusable actions the other no day? no no yeah 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 jumping man y'all finish your nfl talk we're man. we're we're oh, all okay all okay we're, well, i think we're, we're all, all the way done with nfl <laughs> <laughs> I, think we're I mean, I still, have, I still have a lot. I, I still have a lot to talk about. We still have to get Raza's MVP pick. We haven't even. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. We'll, we'll, back. Down, we'll slow down. We'll rewind, and then we'll get to it. All right. So I have Who's to pick the MVP. MVP oh yep. man, you picked your Super Bowl. We got that on record. Who is winning the MVP? Is going to win. Not leading right now. Who is actually going to win when it's all said and done? The regular season MVP. 
Oh, this is tough. Honorable mentions. This is tough. This is tough. Because it seems like it changes. And it is like every other week or so, man. It's like you could have told me like three weeks ago, I'd have been like, yeah, Lamar is definitely about to get this one. He's 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 on he's hitting a roll, and then he gets like sick again and then he's gone and then like you know something he's out of the game jonathan taylor's been coming on crazy as of late um probably get paid the big bucks yeah man he's been he has been incredible as of late i mean at the end of it oh boy um I oh, guess put me on the spot. I'm I'm trying to figure out right now, man. I'm I can't call it. I mean, if you had, to, I mean, if I, I had to, out. If, if it goes the way you say, I would think it would be either Tom Brady or Holmes since you have them. In the yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, I was no bailouts, Mike. No bailouts. I, I was thinking about that, okay. and I was thinking like, you know. It's got to be right now for me. It's got to be either Jonathan Taylor at the end, or, and I think he definitely has himself capable of doing this. It's got to be Dak, or it's going to be Tom Brady. Um, I think you're going to give me either Dak, Brady, or Jonathan Taylor. So I'm going to run with, because usually QBs win, I'm going to go with. Dak Prescott for MVP. Dakota and actually, Scott Prescott. Okay. And actually, I think he okay, might win that, comeback player of the year as well, too, as a result. So oh, you yeah. can't give it that, to Dak, Dak was my Dak is my dark horse MVP pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have Lamar winning. Dylan, yeah, I believe I you have he's, uh, he's definitely worthy of that Mr. too. Mr. Brady, right? No, I said right now it would be Kyler when we did it, and then I said, but I think Mahomes is gonna end up winning it. Yeah. After that, uh, Anthony, who you have for MVP? I believe I had Rogers. Yes. Yeah, I did have Rogers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. <clears throat> yes. Okay. And I still do. So that is that is locked in. We will revisit this in, in about a month or two and laugh <laughs> at at each other because undoubtedly the way this season's been going, who knows where we will be. It's going to end up being homeboy in Houston, uh, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> He's going to end up balling out. We're all going to be wrong. Tyrod saves his career after getting his lung punctured and wins MVP. <laughs> Tyrod dirty, man. Let's look at these power rankings. Oh, oh did you guys know I'm blocked by Pete Prisco on Twitter? Did I tell you guys the story? I knew that because you told me. <laughs> yeah, you told you showed it to me. I, I... Yeah, he he loves when uh, Fred Taylor decided rankings. to throw Curtis like, Martin under the hate. bus. Oh, um, you have an unrealistic obsession. No, I think Curtis the Rams are too high. The Rams are way too way too high. Number two, in front of the Packers, the, the Buccaneers Packers lost too. Packers just lost to the Vikings. Yeah, but the Vikings are a good team. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they are not. I, yes, they are. They're five and five. They are not a good team. team. They're, a they're team. an okay they're team. team. They have a bad coach. That's their problem. 
Uh, yeah, but the Ra- the Ram the Rams should not be number two. That that's the Rams are like, like literally second place in the NFL right team. now in record. The Rams are seven and three. Yeah, Tampa needs to be higher. Kansas City needs to be higher. Um, and I don't I don't like the Chargers higher. And the Colts being. No, I don't like the Chargers and the Colts being over the Cowboys. I don't I don't like. Yeah, the Cowboys need to be on this list. And I also think that the Colts are actually better than the New England Patriots. Well, the I Patriots just took possession of first place in the AFC East. Yeah, but I mean, like, the AFC East is, is, is horrid, I, besides yes. Buffalo. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that Indianapolis is finally playing up to their talent. And I always thought if they played to their talent, they're one of the best teams in the AFC, period. Well, Indianapolis figured out are a way we? to hide – Carson Wentz. That's through, <laughs> that's through Jonathan Taylor. It's it's why I don't think. Yeah, I, I agree. Great quarterback. It's they hit the him. The Colts have decided Taylor. that they want to play. They want to be a carbon copy of my Titans. That's what exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, hey, you gotta do what works, man. That's the NFL moniker, right? It's a copycat league. You know, you like, got a quarterback you don't league. trust. You you gotta hide him somehow. It's what the Browns do to Baker. And if you have it, if you have a superstar terrible. running back, hide behind him. your running back and offensive line. Yeah. The Colts yeah. have a great offensive line and a good yeah. running back. I mean, for, for me personally, I would switch L.A. and Tampa Bay. I would put L.A. at the five. Yeah, I, mean, you're I not would wrong put, for that. I, I don't I like the I don't do like that. the Rams being that high either. I don't like the Rams being that high. You're not wrong for that. Um, I actually don't think. Green Bay is that high, especially after the last loss to Minnesota. I feel like Rodgers isn't all the way back, and that toe injury is really going to be an issue. Um, he, he had a uh, masterful game. Yeah, nah. He his had toe, a his, in the second half. Yeah, his he toe. His toe. In the second half. Though. I know, I know, but his toe, his toe is going to be an issue, man. You know, there's only so much that he can do. Um, I mean, he's going to have a bye week to kind of get through that. Um, but it's, you know, like the last time Aaron had a really bad injury like that that bothered him, um, it it affected him in his play. They and he started taking some really bad hits. <laughs> it's not, no, I think they actually made the playoffs that year, but he started taking some shots and those shots started to accumulate on him. And it's, and, it, he ended up take. He ended up being bad um, in that time. So I mean, we'll see if they can treat him good. I think that yeah, they deserve to be at least in the top five. But for now, I think I go, I go Arizona with a healthy Kyler. It all depends. I mean, like I think Tampa Bay woke themselves back up. I still give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think for me, I think they're number one. I think Arizona's number two. I would say. Wow. Um, I would say uh, Green Bay. We'll keep Green Bay number three, I guess. Tennessee number four. Los Angeles number five. Um, without without Lamar, I can't give them higher than that. So, you know, I would actually put the New England Patriots over the Baltimore Ravens right now without Lamar. So they're number six. Baltimore's number. Well, actually, let me rewind that. The Chiefs are number six right now. Um, Patriots number seven. Baltimore number eight. 
Chargers number nine, and we'll leave the Colts there because I still think I need to see another week or two of the Colts. So those that's my ten. So you still don't have the Cowboys in the top ten. And my- looking at this, I mean, the Cowboys I think are better than definitely the, the New England Patriots. I think, but they all depends. If they have Amari. without Amari Cooper, the Cowboys are not on this list. But go. my thing is, I I agree with most of this list. The only thing is, I, I'm switching Baltimore and Kansas City. I don't think the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs are better than the Ravens. Like, I think Kansas City's better than the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. Right now, week twelve. We've got a hater. <laughs> Wait, but Dylan, if I'm going off of your logic, the Ravens did beat, beat the Chiefs. They did, but with Lamar, they beat the Chiefs. And and they only they only won because Clyde fumbled. And I also like that's why I put that's why I put those stipulations in there. It's tough because we're only week twelve. There's still like you know right here the you know it's we still got at least five more games. I, you know like in um. I, I just think that things can just shift immediately once you get some guys back. Like having not having Lamar Jackson is huge, man. And they still won, but the, only reason, the only reason I think they won is because Fields got hurt too. And yeah, and Fields I mean Chicago's awful. Chicago's terrible, but Fe- I think Fields could have made man. a huge difference in, in a three-point loss. Maybe, but Chicago's awful. Chicago is awful. I just want to throw this out here because. I, I, I'm not a Cardinals fan, but I, I don't like this Cardinals slander that's going on here. Uh, <laughs> it's the teams with two losses. I gave the Cardinals number two. I, I, think I don't should be- understand how the Cardinals number one. They, they've clearly been the best team in the league this year so far. And they had yeah, two they games with Colt McCoy. Because yeah, I think Colt McCoy's played really well. Look at horns. Again, <laughs> I, I literally said, you know, without Kyler, they're number two. If it's Colt McCoy versus Tom Brady and the Bucks, they're getting shelled. I really believe that. I think but we're, we're, not, have, we're not at that. We we talking power ranking right now. Well, yeah. right now, Kyler Murphy is taking play. the Cardinals over. I'm taking the Cardinals Colt over McCoy. both of those teams. Because remember, Colt, Hopkins, Colt, has, Colt McCoy wasn't playing either. Hopkins hasn't been playing either. But Colt McCoy, you're taking that over Tom Brady with the with the with the Bucks. If, the same if it was the playoffs right now, Kyler would have played. Kyler would have played if it was the playoffs. No, but Colt Hopkins McCoy played. They're, they're load managing him. They're but load Colt, managing but, him. But Colt yeah. McCoy played. Like, he played, though. Dubs. Well, if we're talking Colt I mean, McCoy. He didn't play bad. I don't know if they beat Tampa, but. Then that means they're we not gotta, We got to still give. But we still got to give them some respect. Their defense is playing outstanding. I mm-hmm. did. I, I made them number two with Colt McCoy. With Kyler Murray, they're easily number one. Easily number one. Baby Yoda. But with Colt McCoy? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like them losing no their way. number one spot without actually losing a game. The, call, yeah. the, the old Didn't college football. they lose football. a game, though? How do you Kyler lose Murray your ranking without game. actually losing? I thought they actually <laughs> did lose a game, though. Yeah, Colt McCoy is 2-1. and one. Yeah. yeah. The, who did they just beat? They just won game. And he, yeah. and he barely, barely... Barely lost to the lost to that bad man in Green Bay. That bad man. Yeah, they Aaron just beat Rock. the Seahawks twenty-three to thirteen. Speaking of the Seahawks, hey, remember when we fleeced the Seahawks for two firsts and a third for Jamal Adams? <laughs> no, that no, boy. You have to say it correctly. You have to say it correctly. 
Oh, the best of the nation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the best of the nation. The best oh, of the nation. Steve McClendon has the same amount of interceptions on the season as Jamal Adams. The best in the nation. Steve McClendon, fun fact for y'all who don't know, is a defensive tackle. I don't. Jamal. Oh. <laughs> Try. Y'all be winning with these trades. I will give y'all that. Jamal I'll give y'all that. Y'all Jamal Adams trade might be AKA one of the greatest trades boy. in NFL history. Mark it down. By the end of everything is done, it will be considered one of the greatest uh, trades in NFL history. How much does Seattle give y'all? I mean, two um, firsts yeah. and a third. Two, two, yeah, firsts, two and a third. firsts and a third. For a safety. Who hasn't been doing? And they paid him. They made him the highest paid safety, too. So not only. $70 million. $70 million. When We're Jamal wrecking. was on the Jets, he was arguably the best safety in football. He got hidden coverages and and literally had like almost double digit sacks on the season, right? And he was great. And he played on a defense that had less talent than this this Seahawks team does. And I saw he goes, it on. And he goes to the Seahawks team that has a Bobby Wagner that has a Shaq Griffin at corner, like a decent like defense talent wise, and they're one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. <laughs> they're the worst terrible. defense in the league. They are terrible, and it's great because the Jets could end up having two top ten picks, top five right now. Yeah, two top five picks, and it's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be a wonderful. I saw, thing. Um, I saw another fun fact um, that. Since eight week eight, the Jets um lead the league in rushing yards. I don't know about rushing yards because Jonathan Taylor is a thing, but I think yards from scrimmage. I think Michael Carter is yeah, like man. top three in the NFL with like yards from scrimmage. But oh, wow. he's gonna be out the next two to three weeks. Correct. With an ankle injury. By the yeah, way, yeah. Elijah. Elijah Moore is also uh, leading receivers in the in, in the NFL right now in the past three weeks as well too yep. for touchdowns and receptions. Okay. All right, more okay. All right. <laughs> we, we are, we're not going to talk about the Jets <laughs> leading the league and this and that with a yet to win. Again, we get we get the Mormon Mahomes back. Hey, Mormon yet to win. Oh God. We yet we yet to do what? We yet to what? We yet to what? Yeah, Mike, I guess who? But, but, but because I think you forgot because you said yet to win. We're not going to so sit here. And what, are, what are those? Like what are those? Not, what are those wins? Points. What are those wins? You have to remind <laughs> me. Of what hold, those on, wins are. hold on, Rod. Hold on, Rod. I can't believe this, man. Hold on, I'll be one to back you up, bro. But you be parking yourself into a dead end with your wording. If Let me grab this microphone right. really quick and sit if back and talk about right. how the Jets so, beat the ass like me, a drum. Let me let me let me, fix, let me fix my garment. Well, let, let me fix my garment. Let me <laughs> make sure. How is this two in team dominant? Because I'm not wrong. Y'all are, y'all not. are jumping down my throat, but I'm not wrong. In the last three weeks, the Jets have not won. So no, that's true. You said, you said no. You said no, yet to win. Act like I said something incorrect because <laughs> you said yet to win in the last three weeks. And then you said they have two wins, and I, I said, said, and I asked and you who those two wins, wins are. I get two. They're against the Bengals and the. I'm but gonna again, teach myself how to my like insert was, video clips. We are not gonna sit <laughs> okay. here right. and praise the Jets' <laughs> offense. They're running up and down the field. When they have not won in the last three weeks. 
were we were we weren't we're doing not, that. We're, we were talking about their rookies. That. Yeah, we're talking about our rookies. So about their rookies. Next week, I'm having my helmet, and my pennants he's up t- on my door. He's top three in the league in yards after catch. <laughs> the whole league yards from <laughs> scrimmage. But listen, listen. You were talking about the last three weeks about us not winning. What did I say? In the you last were three weeks, about the last three. And the weeks. all right, so we're keeping it. We're keeping it on the same level here. The last three weeks, our rookie Elijah Moore, right? And you're welcome to look up the stats, right? He's definitely right tied, right, for the amount of touchdowns for receivers in the NFL. Hit him with that oh, touchdown I, dance real quick. Just oh my god. <laughs> and I will go back to my point again, which is what I originally said, is we are not going to talk about <laughs> the Jets' last three weeks when in the last three weeks, the Jets lost 30-45, to 45-17, and 24-17. We are not talking about this team. <laughs> Before we continue, Anthony, I don't know why you're laughing down there because we've outscored your ass the last three weeks, so you can hold that L2. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you also haven't won a game in three weeks, homeboy. Mm-hmm. This is also, that is also true. And we clapped, we clapped a team <laughs> that you just recently lost to. That is true. That, that, that's, why I'm, I, that's why I'm mad that I'm laughing because I had to say to myself, I was like, oh, crap, we haven't won in three Don't weeks. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll trade you Mike White. You can have him. You know Mike his White jersey's for, in the Hall of Fame. You right now, Mike White for Darren Waller. Mike White for Darren Waller, straight this up. Month, this, like, honestly, that's for me, I, I'm kind of feeling how a lot of people – Right now, how a lot of people in Raiders Nation is feeling like honestly, it, it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that Derek Carr plays very scared a lot of times, and it's it's really getting hard to ignore at this point. Um, again, the last three games, the tono the turnovers have been too much. The overthrows, the indecisiveness, he's been. I hate to put things on Carr because he seems to be. The blame every time we lose a game. We always like to dump everything on car, but I was about to say he won't be your quarterback. But I, I can't. I cannot def- during this three-game losing streak. I cannot defend your car. I can't. He hasn't you know? played good, but he's not the reason that y'all have lost these last two. No, but the, no, but the, the thing franchise, is, did- the franchise literally imploding on itself in front of our. Eyes. No, but the thing is, the thing is though, if this is year eight for Carr, and he's always been like this he's an average quarterback that has shown at times flashes of brilliance but then the lights kind of turn the lights kind of the flashing everything just kind of wears down and then he just you know he kind of reminds us after a few games who he really is yeah for two three games he could be one of the best QBs in the game and then after that it's like oh Here, okay. here's where I'll defend Derek Carr and 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 kind of tell you you're a little wrong here where Derek Carr what three three or four years ago before he broke his leg was literally one of the leading M- uh, MVP candidates in the NFL and kind of got kind of got the 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 trash end of the stick 2016 came, yeah he got so five years ago yeah. the the shit end of the stick when it came to coming back from a nasty leg injury and then having to kind of get back to being average under 
uh, in a situation where he didn't have a ton of weapons. Remember, your number one receiver, what, last year was Tyrell Williams. Like, he never really had anything to really work with in Oakland, Los Angeles. He only just started really having those weapons for the first time in his career this year. And then he was playing unbelievable. If the rug situation didn't happen, you're maybe looking at a world where Derek Carr is an MVP candidate because he was playing unbelievable. Granted, like, all the shit that I talk about them not beating healthy teams or anything like that, like, that's just that's just fun shit for me. But, like, again, I like the Raiders. I like them. You make me hate them. But Derek Carr <laughs> is, a, is a really good quarterback, and he's just in a bad he's situation a, he is a good quarterback. right now. Because I and, would dare you to tag team off of that, Dylan. I would dare you, outside of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, to tell me what quarterback would be able to withstand all the nonsense Derek Carr has had to deal with for the last month. And because he's a great leader. Right. He's a great leader. It's not an excuse. It's, he's not playing good, but we got to be real. There is a lot going on that has fallen on his plate in the last month. <laughs> but one thing like, I will say so, is right. he won't be on that team next year. His gar- I think his guaranteed money is up. Yeah, his guaranteed money. He's yeah, only his- there because of Gruden, because Gruden really liked him. Mayock yeah. is going to move him. And there's going to be a lot of – there's going to be like six different teams who are looking for quarterbacks. Don't be surprised if Derek Carr is either on football team, whatever their name is going to be next year, or the Giants. Do not su- be surprised if that happens because the Daniel Jones experiment's over. And the funny thing yeah, that's is – over. That, that's over. That... And they just fired I... Jason Garrett to try to save Daniel Jones, but it's uh-uh. – It's a wrap. It's him. over. I'm and the funny say, thing is Derek Carr's going to go on one of these teams, and he's going to light it up. He's if he goes to the Giants right now, the Giants are a, a good situation the as far as offense. The Giants as far are a playoff team with David Carr. Their offensive line isn't great, but if they could keep Saquon healthy and they could keep Kenny Galladay <laughs> on the field, Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram stinks, but like they can figure that out. <laughs> Kadarius, Tony, Sterling Shepard, they, they're a good wide receiving room. They have an unbelievable running back who needs to stay healthy. You give them a good quarterback, they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And they have a good defense and a half and decent have, offensive coordinator too. And well, now they no, they not anymore. I don't know who's yeah. going to call their offense now. But if it's uh, Freddie Kitchens, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah I know. No, there, there's Freddie, Freddie ah, no, Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> no, what, what no, was... Freddie Kitchens, the offensive coordinator, had the Browns looking that. crazy. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens, head coach, was absolutely terrible because absolutely you could hide terrible. Baker. When Baker's in that same situation where it's like, man, he stinks when he has to throw the ball 30 times. But if you hide him behind the running game, you could you could do the same thing you do with Tannehill. But that's what I'm saying. If, if there's talent on that Giants team, I think Freddie Kitchens can do something with it. I don't know. Because Daniel Jones can't hold the ball when he's in the pocket and he can't come like he turns over the ball too much. He's an historically like uh, we had we dealt with Sam Darnold who couldn't like keep the ball to himself but Sam Darnold didn't have a fumbling problem as well just, my I favorite Daniel Jones yeah. moment is when Jamal Blitzboy the best in the nation <laughs> runs in there on a blitz and just yanks his chain just right off the neck and just runs it in for a touchdown that's one of the best highlights I've ever seen in my life and that's the sum up of Daniel Jones's career he has, so he has that incredible. moment, and he has the the sixty yard run where he ends up falling. Yeah, against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr, oh. man, like 
I mean, I just add to it, like, you know, yeah, man, like, what, like, Derek Carr, you know, what would he do without, you know, Henry Ruggs, you know, you know, like, what was he going to do without him, you know, like, look at him right now, like, he's just completely a terrible quarterback, so, you know, when, when you lose, when you lose Tyreek Hill, reincarnated, you know, like, it's going to make you look bad, you know what I'm saying, so... <laughs> Car you know, misses like, rugs, and I think rugs misses his car. Uh, <laughs> no, well, all you see is this. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr is actually a, a pretty decent quarterback from what I've seen. I was banging the table for him. I remember um, that same year that he got drafted, but the Jets never do what I expect them to do. They don't listen to me. They do whatever. <laughs> um, but I think he goes somewhere else. I think he, he needs to have a different. Um, he needs to have a, a change of scenery. I think the Raiders are going to blow this thing up. I think Mayock is done. He's falling right behind Gruden. They're going to look for a coach, and they're going to say, hey, listen, you know, start this from the ground up. We have some pieces. Take what you want. Don't be surprised if they if they start, um, they start like, dangling Waller as well, too, because he's going to be interested for a payday. They may try to get him for some valuable pieces. I think they might actually – I think their window right now is it might actually close for the Raiders. They might just bring in a brand new regime. And it's a story franchise. So you'll be able to find a coach that might want to be able to take this through, like maybe a young coach or something like that. I think the coach from um, Carolina might be a, a, a name to watch. Um, Who, the offensive coordinator? Joe Brady. Joe yeah, Brady? I think, yeah, Joe Brady. He's going to be a hot commodity. Um, it's an offensive league. Um go on the west coast put his name out there i think he don't be surprised if you see his name come up for the coaching spots when it comes to the raiders you could call me a jets fanboy before we move on but there's a certain former head coach of the new york jets i think would be unbelievable for the raiders and raider nation and his name don't say it don't ryan i think there's two places that i think rex ryan would take on the personality of the city and of the fan base. Uh, one of them is an NFL team. One of them is a college team. If he goes to the Raiders and he gets to be the Raiders, the, the, the black hole, he gets to be everything that the Raiders fans remember and were the Raiders nation would love him for it. Cause he's going to go in there. He's going to talk his shit. He's going to say, fuck Pat Mahomes and everybody's going to love him. And the other one's University of Miami. Bring the swagger back. You invented swagger. Rex Ryan is that coach that brings the swagger with him. And he's going to bring in guys he's, who are going to want to play tough punch-you-in-the-mouth football. And I think with a guy like Josh Jacobs and bringing in a smarter defensive mind, I think it could work. But that's just me. I have a soft spot for Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think Rex might he might he may be, be done. done. I think he's washed too. Yeah. But I I, yeah. I miss his personality on the football field. Yeah, I, I Rex 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 place holds a special place for a lot of New Yorkers anyway. So, and New York Jets fans and just the football career, he's just like must watch TV because mm-hmm. his personality and it's always come from his dad. So that whole family's always been like a bunch of characters, but except um, for Rob. Even Robin Orleans was like a character, man. But I think we've gone on long enough. James, you can go ahead and take over. Um, 
I think we're going to move on to some basketball talk. Um, What's these – what is the whole thing about LeBron and Ennis Canner? I didn't really read into it. Have you guys been listening um, to that? Yeah, so from what I heard and from what I've seen, um, Cantor is saying that um, LeBron isn't doing it. Uh, so the, the most recent thing, we'll back it up from there, is Enos Cantor said that LeBron is um, his teammates that even played for him or even played for him now think that he's a fake. And they also, um, he also feels like LeBron doesn't do um, enough, he would say. Um, when it comes to the issues that are, you know, not just facing, like, I guess the black community, but just all people in general. Um, so I, I feel like he has an issue uh, with LeBron as a result of that. And I think it mainly stems from, again, that whole issue that happened with China and LeBron being silent about it and not even talking about it because, you know, like, again, LeBron has a huge, huge market in China. So he was, I mean, like, it's clear as day, like we know why LeBron didn't say anything. Just like we didn't know why most of the NBA didn't say anything when that whole situation yeah. happened, Affected because they're protecting their finance. Yeah, they're protecting their financial interests, right? LeBron's coming out with a movie. There's a lot of things that he can't afford to have. You know, what I'm saying like get disrupted during that time. Um, so he kind of basically alluded to LeBron choosing the dollar over his character at the end of the day. You know. Then it went into Michael Jordan and all this other stuff. So, yeah, that that's what I got yeah, from it. So, so the, all of that is true. He he's had this imaginary beef with LeBron for years, stemming back to that that you said, Rise. And then recently, the reason that he brought it, this I'm assuming it came up. I don't know if you guys have heard. I really hope I'm not pronouncing her name wrong, but. Hey, Swing, I believe is the tennis player's name. Uh, forgive me if I said that wrong. Uh, she's a tennis player, nationally ranked. She came out a few weeks ago uh, uh, accusing one of the mem- one of the higher-ranking Chinese officials of sexually abusing her and forcing her to have sex with her. And she came out on social media. She said that. And then literally within, I believe, within three to four days, she, she disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. She disappeared. She hasn't been heard from until, uh, as I know, as of Sunday, she made a random, the Chinese government released her at an event, but people don't think that that was her. And this has become a national political story because she has disappeared and the Chinese government is trying is acting like they don't know anything about it and it's all a coincidence that she has just disappeared off the face of the earth right after she accused one of these uh, officials of this so and in this being you know he's from Turkey he's he's international he's up on all of these stories and this is a big story and LeBron hasn't said anything about it yet. And the Lakers were playing the Celtics. And Ennis decided to get some custom sneakers made uh, with the Chinese. I don't know if he's considered a dictator, prime minister. I don't know 
what his title is. He's he's the ruler of China, putting a crown on LeBron's head to go along with the accusations that LeBron doesn't do anything. You talking about Kim Jong? So that was the whole. No, that's Korea. No, oh, she, yeah, President Xi. Yeah. yeah, Prime Minister So Xi that was President the Xi. whole thing with LeBron and cancer. Uh, Dylan put an at there. Got it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, cancer makes a very good point. I understand where he's coming from. I also understand that he's trying to raise awareness for it, and the best way to do that is to use the face of the league, which is LeBron James. I just, I wouldn't have gone about it that way. It, I feel like with LeBron's track record, he easily could have reached out and just asked, you know, be like, yo, are you aware of this? Say something. LeBron saying something about this would have made it a bigger story, would have helped instead of attacking him and and to find as as LeBron says it um Anus hasn't said anything to him about it so to me that's kind of that's kind of a punk move like you could have just went up to that man and said you had a problem with him and you didn't and then we got I don't think anybody I don't really know much about the situation but I don't think anybody is like handling it the correct way on either side so I think that if there's if there's anybody in the NBA who is in a space to talk about oppression and the government being against something, it's it's him because his family is literally a target of the Turkish government, and he is like, like I don't know if it's the term mm-hmm. the term is wanted by the Turkish government, but like yeah, he has a problem internationally. He has a problem with international travel and all that stuff because the Turkish government is out for him. So if anybody is able to speak about this, it would be Cantor. The problem is you could talk is cheap, talk about or be about it. And he had an opportunity. Like, I, I didn't know much about the situation, but I think this all goes back to just if you have an opportunity to bring light or awareness to something, use your platform to it or get somebody to, to it. And I think... The, the sneaker thing is funny. I love petty stuff, but there is a way you can go about this and bring awareness to it the correct way, which goes back to what mm-hmm. James is saying, where it's like, yeah, it's not neither. Nobody's going about it the right way. LeBron's obviously not going to talk about it because of money. That's literally how that goes. That's what makes the world go around. We get it. We don't expect him to do it. When it comes to that stuff, if it's anything locally in the United States or North America, expect something to go. But if it's more of a world issue, you're not really going to hear about it. That's kind of how it goes, unfortunately. But then when you have the international stuff going on in your league is becoming more and more an international league and the popularity of the league is so vastly growing, even in China, you have to kind of be careful for the league it's a, it's a tightrope it's a tightrope be careful for the league because now you just lo- lost a ton of money and granted there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be like well fuck it like what's right is right and in some circumstances yes but for the financial interest of the league it may not be great for a couple players to be talking about the chinese government when you have they, they still they don't play the chinese government does not play houston rocket games 
or uh, I have to double check. I don't believe they're playing Sixer games either because Maury is now with the Sixers. And so, the crazy like, thing was the Houston Rockets were the Chinese team. Yep. When it when what two thousand two, Yao Ming, and then even mm-hmm. McGrady, who was arguably the most famous Chinese player out of north outside of China ever. I would Houston was the team. Starberry. Well, now, yeah, him Starberry, and the, uh, the Ducks. <laughs> How he had over there, but I know what you mean, Shacks. though. But I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a tough situation. I don't blame Enos for doing that because, you know, his bag has always been international anyway. Um, because um, what I can say is that he's always been an advocate, also for you know, like African-American rights and pretty much all rights across the board. So for him, you know, like he's like, okay, the biggest face of our franchise who could probably make the biggest noise on an, on an international scale, even more, he's trying to say even more than I can is LeBron James. Right. And, you know, like NBA players talk to each other, they know. Right. So I don't even think the idea of, you know, like him thinking that he can't, talk to LeBron and and have a private conversation and LeBron's just going to do it or something like that. I think that he already knew there's no shot that LeBron's going to get involved with this at all. I think he got that impression, if not already privately, what happened earlier with Maury in China and that whole situation. And I think he knows also privately amongst NBA players as they talk and they know each other that he's not going to get involved with this anyway. And he's frustrated about that because he's like, you know, all human rights are important, you know, and like just because they're greasing your pockets, you know what I'm saying, doesn't make what's happening right. Right. And so this is his only way of being able to put LeBron on the spot for that. And he feels like it's a hypocrisy, you know, because it's not the problem I think with Enos Cantor is, is that I need him to go a little bit further. Right. I feel like LeBron is an easy target. I think if he really wants to get his his idea across, he needs to go at Adam Silver because going at LeBron is another person in the league, right? But LeBron doesn't pay his paycheck, right? If he really is about that, he needs to go at the man and the owners to pay him. But he's Lower still trying feet. to protect his interest to some extent, even if he's put himself out there. He's not completely jumping out the window because he still needs to get paid. So... LeBron James is like almost, I would say, the the closest he can get mm-hmm. to making noise on the manner that he wants to. But if he really feels that way and very strongly about this, he needs to don't put the crown on LeBron. You put the crown on Adam Silver's head. You put the crown on, uh, like you know, the owner of the Celtics' head. All these other guys and and, and everyone who's. If, you, if it's not about money, then you're willing to put your paycheck on the line, not just affect LeBron's and make him look like a negative way because that also affects him, right? What if all of a sudden now people on Twitter start talking about, well, LeBron James is a fraud and he's a hypocrite. Now you, he may lose some endorsements or he may get rallied against. You never know, right? What may Mickey happen. Mouse ring. Right? He may start getting things taken from him because they're like, oh, well, now you, now I think about it, LeBron is very, he doesn't say anything about this stuff, right? Yeah, starts so, to get a microscope on him. Yeah, so it's like, I think that's just like, for me, I don't blame him for what he's doing. 
I wish the target was the heat, the right target, right? Because he's quiet when it comes to the people that are paying his, paying his salary and affording the life of luxury that he has. But he decides that LeBron is a, is the second best thing. So let yeah. me do that. And I think this this situation, there is no compromise. You either go big or go home. So I think I think Canada dropped the ball on that, and that's where I that's where I digress with what he's doing. I think that's I do why. think it's a very low hanging fruit type of situation with cancer, and he's hoping that it has a trickle down effect, or he's hoping for um, LeBron's voice for him to say something and and to draw that attention. But yeah, like I said before, I just think that it's not being um, taken taken in the correct pathway to be done right. So Yeah, I think it's low hanging fruit, like you said, James. And like I said, I don't know. It it just seems high. I think he actually has a problem with LeBron. I think he just really does not like LeBron. But the like problem no with that course. is but the problem with that is LeBron's not the only person that has a Nike contract. He could have went after a whole bunch of guys because his problem was LeBron's association with Nike. That was his problem. And then why didn't you say anything about Zion Williams? Why didn't you say anything about Kyrie Irving? Why didn't you say anything about Carmelo Anthony? Why didn't you say why, there's a number of players he could have went after? I believe Jason Tatum is on Nike. Is he on Nike? He's, he a, jo- he's a Jordan athlete, right? so yeah. He's a Jordan, so there you go. That's Nike. He has a teammate that has this. So you're criticizing LeBron, but you're ignoring your own teammate on your team that also wears these shoes and also is sponsored and getting money from China. And so, like, it just – his point, his his point, I think, is correct. But his his way about it, I just don't agree because it makes him look like a hypocrite. So, it's – and, like I said, and I have a problem better. with – The execution could have been better. And, like I said, I have a much better. It, it just bothers me that he didn't say anything to LeBron. And, like LeBron said – we was in the hallway before the game. He walked right past me. Then come on. Then what are we doing this for? Now yeah. it looks like you're doing this for clout. It looks like you're doing this for clout now. So well, I honestly don't believe that a, a personal conversation with LeBron James gets any of them anywhere. Like LeBron James is I mean, far a, too deep into the China him as a, You're criticizing him as a man, though. You're criticizing yeah. him as a man, though. So man it, to man, it, talk to him. I don't think I, LeBron would even take the conversation. Yeah, like what would that conversation be even be like? Like, for, like, if he yeah, were to come up to him, we just say, hey, LeBron, I want you to help me uh, advocate and criticize China right now. LeBron's like, ah, man, I'm out. Can't do that. Like, what, like, what is LeBron going to say to him? Like, At what, least if what you have want? that, you have like, something. That's semantics, though. Exactly. That's just, that's just, that's window that. dressing. But, he can but that's window LeBron dressing. Go, hey, did you hear, you know, did you hear about this, uh, this incident with the tennis player? Of course, LeBron, LeBron has heard of that. Very may, very may not have heard about it because I didn't hear about it until literally two days before Cancer said something about it. I never, so, I didn't even hear about it and didn't know either. about the situation. Exactly. Like, and LeBron is a lot busier than we are. So it's possible LeBron could have just not heard about it. But I'm telling you right now, but if see, Cancer tried to have a conversation with LeBron, would be like, miss me with that. Yeah. But the ASAP. thing is, like, let's say, all right, well, now LeBron doesn't have to talk to Cancer at all at first because he doesn't, they just don't get along. Anyway. Yeah. That's what, but that's what I'm that's trying to true. say. Like, there's I think also the, that didn't too. the beef start when Cannon was on the Knicks, and LeBron yeah. had that situation with uh, was it uh, yeah, the, King or something, the King or something? Yeah, he said something about Dennis Smith. 
Yeah. Um, and Kanta thought it was disrespectful to Nila Kina. And then oh they yeah, because he they, did the dunker, had the play, and then he kept just like bumping into yeah, Nila Kina on the they inbound. Got, yeah, they got tang- Yeah, they got tangled, and then he got he was quick to jump in LeBron's face. And then ever since then, he's just not liked LeBron for some reason. But the King, uh, LeBron's had a long week, so we we had that, and then we was all happy. LeBron came back his first game. All right, the Lakers are going to turn around, and no. LeBron starts World War III in Detroit with Isaiah Stewart. Elbows him in the face. I don't think it was an elbow. I think it was a smack. It was a fist. But, it was uh, a backhanded fist. It was a fist. Before and, we get into the assumptions, I think that it was a, a pull away, and it just happened to connect. Yeah, but it was a pull away swing. That's, you don't, so he was, that's how I thought of it too. Pull away, like, like it definitely was a like, get the fuck off me type of move. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to hit him in the face, but it was more so like a get the fuck. Yeah, off it was me. more to be aggressive. Like yeah, yo, yeah, like, and like, and like, get off. He only tried to the situation the once. Isaiah Stewart looked like he was trying to like hurt him. It wasn't when he went down. He, LeBron instantly went over there, like, oh, yeah, my he bad, went over to him. I, I think I think it it stunned him, and then he was upset, he was calming down, and then I think everybody around him started hyping it up, and then he felt the he felt and saw the blood. I think when he saw the blood. Correct. That's he when, that's it when he lost it because like, yeah, yeah. now it goes to the street mountain like you just hit me in the face and I'm, and bleeding. I'm bleeding on my national television on and national TV. Looking crazy. Yeah. It, it definitely like, warrants it. Now he's going crazy. There's three things in the situation that are my favorite. Le- right? LeBron it's, being unbothered I think bothered him too. Yeah. three. Th- my three favorite things are the announcer... Making sure that he tells the everybody in the arena to stay in their seat while it's going on Mason, to prevent man, another malice at the Mason. palace. So great job there. There is Isaiah Stewart saying, "Okay, I'm good, I'm good," and They're then immediately running. running backwards, pushing mm. through the 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 smaller security guards, and I think it was Cade Cunningham who was like half ass trying to so stop hard. him. No, and you then, gotta say the, the police officer that just was like, yeah. And then you have yep. Ross who's sitting there like this, squared up, squaring up, up behind DeAndre Jordan, squaring For up. What? What? That Good whole situation joke. is like a Family Guy skit. Like yeah. everything yeah, happens and it just goes it's left. Crazy. Um, like it's, it's unbelievable. What I mean, a it, what a sight. So, it didn't warrant so all of that. You go, Roz, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you go with it, Roz, but. We do have a question on the scroll. So the question is, was the play dirty? Yeah, that's what I was going to jump into. I think it was. I think it's just your typical dirty play, but it's nothing like, you know, it's no different than a dirty play of Shaq throwing the elbow because he's frustrated because you're you're pulling on him and everything like that. You know, like there's been guys that that have felt different things or felt a certain way or a push from behind or, like honestly, if the like the blood is what made it worse, and I think it's because of the place it made contact, 
but I don't see like what LeBron did being any different than or or like or it or actually let me be let me be honest with this. I don't think it's worse than what Jokic did when he charged behind um Morris and, and just pretty much like forearm shivered in the back. Yeah. You know? It's just a reaction type of thing. You know, you know, yeah, they could have been worse. Like, yeah, LeBron could have hit him in his eye socket and broke his orbital bone. Yeah, sure. That could have been worse. Just like if Jokic hit hit Morris and he fell a certain way and, and hit his head, yeah, that could have been worse too. Head, but yeah. you know, like I, I just don't see how it's a dirty play. I mean, it's okay. Like, I mean, like it happened, it's a dirty play. Does that make LeBron a dirty player? No, I don't think it makes him a dirty player. Um, but again, it is a dirty play. And I feel like as far as I know, a lot of superstars have a dirty play throughout their career, like one or two, you know, it's just like in the moment they were losing by a lot, you know, there's, it got chippy at the foul line, you know? So, I mean, Hey, and he, and he faced the consequences and LeBron has definitely felt remorse immediately. And he tried to talk. I found out that LeBron also reached out and tried to get his tell his cell phone number. I don't know how that went, but at the same time, it's like, it's a dirty play. But it's nothing to the point where, you know, Ian Stewart should have tried to incite another malice at the palace. That was insane. Watching Ian him bulldoze like four people, I was like, oh man, this is really getting crazy right now. And it's like, it's really not that serious. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is the like, same guy that tried to bully uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, he tried to fight Blake Griffin like two ago. weeks ago. I saw that happen. Like, when I, my first introduction to Isaiah Stewart was last season. In like, it was the first, it was the debut night of like the '90s Nets jerseys, and we were playing the Pistons. And Isaiah Stewart flashes out to me because he's like an athlete. He's a, like a genetic freak when it comes to that, like his bodybuilding stuff. I'm like, who's the football player on the on the court? Because he's running around recklessly, and he was shooting like a football player does, just chucking bricks up. And I'm just like, this dude's wild. Why is he out here? He's he's like. He's like uh like a like a toro. Like he's a bull. I'm like, why is he out here? And then I see this stuff happen two weeks ago. I'm like, all right, get this guy off the court. And then last time I'm like, this guy's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you my can't. fault. I called him Ian. I'm definitely getting confused. Definitely Isaiah Stewart. And I'm just um, like, this guy seems like he could be a hothead where it's just like if one thing goes, he's just gonna try to try to fight. So I'm, I'm here for all that. As long as everybody's safe and there's not another malice and people are just like boxing in the basketball court, I'm cool. Like five minute major for fighting. Like it's like it's a hockey or something, but like that's wild. Man, that's only the second time in LeBron's career where he got ejected. Yep. Twice. Which is also like, that's like we have to career. We have to stop the suspension. Uh, it might be. I'd have to check that. Yeah. This first Bayless narrative that of all of a sudden LeBron's a dirty player and LeBron's he, he just a savage animal. The, he just snapped on the free throw line, and I, I couldn't believe listening to Skip describe LeBron stopped and turned and looked and hit him with the elbow, <laughs> then closed his fist and smacked him in the face. Like, bro, none of that happened. None of that happened. I, I agree, Raz. I think like... it was he, he was he was trying. He was trying. <laughs> you almost fell for I it. I had to reel you back. Who? <laughs> Who? He almost fell for your antics in the chat when you was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. <laughs> I was. James, me, I was James like, understands. Like James happens to have this crazy intuition about when I'm actually in troll mode. 
I saw so it immediately. I have, to, like, switch I have to switch up. This is great. I have to switch up because James knows what I'm being serious with. I'm trolling, and I have to give I, I, something. Something I'm giving. I'm giving away some type of cue. I don't know what it is. There's I have to, a certain I have to switch guy up a little bit. in this in this group here who's no not here right now who was deep into it with you. <laughs> that savage animal, LeBron James. Anthony was ready to go off about mm-hmm. that for no reason. Uh-huh. He, no reason. He thought you were serious, and he was gonna back you up. And he probably went he into this like, "Yeah, ready for Roz war. got my back. He's got my back. We're gonna go in there. Roz is gonna say all this." He goes, "What?" <laughs> nah, man. This is this is it's just a troll. You know, like sometimes sometimes I get a kick out of it. You know, what I'm saying, but I mean, like, nah, LeBron's not a dirty it, player, man. Not at all. Not nah, it was a reckless. Was it was a reckless play. He he yeah. shouldn't. He he got to be more careful. I don't he shouldn't think, have done it. I don't think he should have actually been suspended. I think the only reason he got suspended is because Stewart turned into the Incredible Hulk and yeah. made it hot and made it made it a national news story. So at that point, they had to suspend him, and you can't suspend him without suspending Braun, who hit him in the face. So yeah, I, I'm surprised I, they didn't suspend Stewart longer. Like he didn't. I thought it was going to be suspended at least until the next next week. Where you know they what played I'm the because there's no punches strong, that's why. Yeah, two games. I, I'm not two games is about because they I play thought. again like Maybe next Wednesday. Three. Yeah. So like I, and, I I would make sure I would probably think that maybe they may not let him play that. Nah, game. they're gonna let well, him play. What's gonna happen, they're gonna what's play. Gonna happen when they play? Flex to national TV. Uh, is they're gonna have? Oh yeah, I'm about to say officials. Yeah, oh, they're gonna have them on senior officials. The first quarter, they're gonna call everything. Thing, all this physical play that we've been seeing all year, and all the players complaining, not in the first oh, quarter of that game, not in the first quarter. They are going got, to call. The refs are going to control that thing. game in the beginning. The yep. second tip-off hits, you get a double tactical on LeBron and Stewart <laughs> just to make sure they're all set, because then it's a yeah. suspension after. Warning, it, warning, tactical, it, tactical for looking at each other. The MLB, the warning yep. <laughs> when the umpires. All right, your whole bench is warned. Your whole bench is warned. If y'all so, look at each other, TV, flagrant two, wait. you're out of here. Oh, yeah. If you think the NBA is going to miss up on the opportunity to allow, like, a juicy storyline like that to not be on national on TV, television, on you lost oh, yeah. your mind. The only and thing I the NBA regrets about you know it is it's not a higher-profile team. Uh, exactly. You know how mad the NBA probably was that they had to suspend LeBron tonight? Oh yeah! National oh. TV game against, oh, yeah. against the Knicks. Oh, oh yeah! Oh. And it would have been fishy oh. had they delayed it. So they were in a, they were in the lose lose situation. If all yeah, of a sudden was, you heard a suspension came out for LeBron James after this Knicks game, then the fix is in. Right? That's pretty swift. So, I didn't think a LeBron yeah. James decision was going to be as swift as it was. No, they had to because yeah. if you don't if you don't suspend him until after time. this Knicks game yeah. in real time, it's WWE. The fix is in. The fix is in. They, Ring they, the bell. Silver could have literally <laughs> came. Silver would have, for me, if they did that, Silver could have literally came on national television and said, Mankind is winning the WWF championship tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have been like, yeah, all right, cool. Like, I, it's, it's, it's finally true. And then, like, and, and, and so, like, they had to do it because it's like, you can't, the integrity of the league is, is like, you know, I don't, 
listen, I, I, the money I'm sure is great, but there are certain things being a commissioner of a league like that, those little nuances, it's probably just mind numbing. Like Adam Silver, he, he has no hair for a reason. Like, you, know you, what I'm saying? you see the discrepancy in contract that they're missing out for their their suspension. It's like, like yes, it's um, LeBron's getting only losing like two hundred thirty five thousand dollars, and then Isaiah Stewart is ten percent of that. Yeah, but <laughs> can you imagine ridiculous. how like how how terrible like he has to feel as a commissioner to sacrifice a Knicks the face of the league, a Knicks Laker game. When the and Knicks then, are actually, when both teams are good, well, they're both playing 500, but like there's buzz around both teams. Both teams have expectations this year. They're two franchises. So many storylines. So many storylines. Carmelo's return to the Garden. Anniversary thing. Uh, that anniversary oh, thing. LeBron. To have to sacrifice that. And then even even starting off really like really um basic like the referees um felt bad to even say that they had to eject them. Did you see the referees? Oh yeah, when he put his head down, yeah. he was like, he's oh. like uh, double ejection, and then the crowd went. Ah, he was like, yeah, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, technical. Yeah. And you know what? And it's okay because you know this is what makes again the NBA great is that somehow you sacrifice the Knicks and Lakers primetime game and you somehow turn a, a Pistons Lakers game at this juncture into a primetime game. So, and I mean if, if you if, if you if you had to draw it up for you know like now you got the small market teams, I'm there sure nothing nothing would make the NBA happier. Yeah, it's like a Jimmy Butler TJ Warren type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> to have like a small market team right now, the Detroit Pistons to all of a sudden start now tethering themselves to a major player like the Los Angeles Lakers. And now two games or more that you thought were just a wash throughout the year, ratings wise, you just found hidden gold and you just, and it just happened. Like and now what a every boost game for that fan base is too. Like they're oh, yeah. juiced up now. Now it's like, yeah. all right, we get the Lakers. All right. Let's, let's it's the last game let's of play. the season that they're going to play. Too. They're going like, to go. Gonna let's be go to war. Up. This it's next game is going to be sold be- out. It's gonna be yeah. in LA too, right? It's gonna be at the crypto center. At, at the crypto.com yep. center. Yeah, the crypto arena. It's the crypto. That game's gonna be sold out. Did, did you see them in the, the press there. conference? Fans gonna be there. They see them at the press conference talking to Russ. They're like, oh, what do you guys think about playing at the crip? And Russ's like, excuse me? It goes the crip. You're gonna be playing at the crip? <laughs> <laughs> and Russ is just like, I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russ like, didn't even know he got you know exactly what he's talking about, Russ. Uh, that's just money. I still I won't think, call it the crypto.com arena. Cool. I still won't. <laughs> I think still the crypt won't. is going to be way cooler than call it the crypto.com arena. That's terrible. You're going to have to give me a year, man. You have to give me a year. <laughs> you have to give me more than a year. I'm not you calling give it me that. A year, you have to man. give me more than a year, too. They got to get rid of that's the big red Staples sign Center. Staples. You got to get rid of all exactly. of that. Like, it's going to yeah. say crypto.com now. Like, now, yeah. now I'm wondering, what what's the doing? Clippers arena is going to be called? You're going to have to give me a mascot. you have to really change it up. You know what I'm saying? For me to be like, okay, crypto.com. Yeah, yeah, you can't like, even remotely. Y'all might as well get a mascot now, Roz. Y'all might as well get a mascot now. Make him a giant Bitcoin or something. Who knows? Like, you know, like, whatever. And well, the whole league around. is investing in crypto, like, as far as, like, their go- shit goes. Like, the Nets are sponsored by Weeble. They got Coinbase. They got yeah. all that stuff all over the place. So, 
yeah. the digital currency is becoming everything. Like, isn't Dinwiddie's contract finally converted to Bitcoin too? That's like, yeah. something like that's what OBJ just OBJ's did. contract say that, now is being in, yeah, Bitcoin, which is that's pretty good. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool because then that could either fluctuate greatly for him or be volatile and he loses a ton of money. But at the end of the day, he's already a millionaire. Who cares? Yeah. So that's a cool way yeah. to see non-regulated currency is becoming uh, the way to pay people. And he's got a baby on the way. He's probably gonna put that in, in that kid's name. There yeah. Yep. Yeah. Probably exactly what he's gonna do. All those non-fungible tokens and NFTs. <laughs> yes, well, sir. let's 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 stay with the fight game. Uh and move on. There was a boxing. There was a little bit of boxing this weekend. Uh I would say the number two pound for pound fighter in the world, boxing. Uh that's definitely up for debate. But Bud Crawford getting the stoppage win over Sean Porter and his I would say his first major, major fight. Yeah. Like he's won the belts, he's he's done all of that, but this was his first major, major pay-per-view against a legit top five opponent. And he looks phenomenal. He looks Sean phenomenal. Porter hasn't won any fights in his last four. Been taking some yeah. L's, but he is competitive. And it was a competitive fight. I had to fight three three after six. I thought it was a I thought it was a competitive fight. Sean came to play, and then he got hit with a mean body punch, and it it all it all went downhill from there. He lost to some notable people though. He lost to who Thurman. He's only lost to Thurman, um Spence. Crawford and I believe Cal Cal Brook. That's it. That's it. That's not a bad list to say you lost to. And to be a multi-time world champion at that. So, I mean, Sean Porter, who retired after the fight, it's a good career. Uh, The real drama, I don't know if anybody saw the post-fight with his father coming in. and Talk about throwing somebody under the bus. His father threw him under, got in the car, and, and drove the bus over. So I, I didn't hear the press conference. I thought we were ta- going to talk about uh, how Homeboy was just like, because uh, isn't he a free agent after this? Uh, Crawford? Like, yes. Yeah, he's a free agent, too, because he's like, well, Aram's not getting me these fights. Maybe I should go yes, somewhere else. Yes, he ethered Bob Aram in the post fight. Yes, he Which did. is like, perfect. Shit on boxing every chance you get because all these promoters are ruining boxing. Mm-hmm. They're making it so difficult to have the best fight the best and make like boxing is so good. There's so much money in boxing, but when you have so many people preventing it to try to make everybody undefeated and look great against bums, it makes boxing a joke. It makes it an absolute mm-hmm. joke where it's like, I'm not going to sit here and, and gas at the UFC, but when you actually have power rankings and you really fight the best every single time and you work your way up the rankings and you do everything correctly, that's how it should be done. What's crazy is um, people are starting to hear. Well, it's been mumbles about Bob Aaron for Bob Aaron for years, but Floyd has been said this. He has been mm-hmm. said this ten years ago about them not getting along, not coming to terms for fights and stuff like that, contractual things, and everybody always thought that it was just Floyd not wanting to fight people. 
That's why the Pacquiao fight took so long to make. You know, so like it's really good to hear um someone it's, it sucks that that bud had to go through that but it's really good to hear somebody else you know um voicing their um their gripes about bob aram and how he runs things but going um back to sean um his father sean porter's father is just like um yeah i mean right words wrong time to say it i feel like but hey, hey, I mean, what was said? I don't felt, know exactly what was said. Um, he basically worded it saying that I threw the towel in because I felt like uh, there was no nothing that my son can do to defend himself, and Bud was just overly sharp. And then the reason why the fight went the way it went is because guys don't want to listen to what is being said during training camp. And they become they get to this status where they just don't want to listen and they think that they can just walk in at walk in shape and fight these guys and you saw how it went. I might be able to cue it up, James. I might be able to cue it up. Let me know yeah. if you can. And that's verbatim. That's verbatim. Is that clear? Honestly, it's preparation. He didn't prepare like I wanted him to prepare. So that's just, you know, that just makes me say, you know what? I don't want him in that situation. He fought a great fighter. The guy is super sharp. And he's at a deficit. It's like fighting this guy blindfolded when you're in a deficit like that. So I wasn't going to let that happen to him. He looks in great shape, but only you knew what happened in the gym. How would you have liked for him to prepare that you didn't see? Well, I mean, you know, when, when guys get to certain levels, they believe they know what they're doing and they don't necessarily take all the information. So, you know, this is where we at with it. And I had to make that decision. It's an easy decision for me. It's easy. He lives right across the street from me. I'll be having breakfast with him in the morning. Andre Ward said you didn't stop it because of what happened there. It was about what you were seeing could happen. Was that accurate? Oh, no, definitely what he did, you know, and Sean was hurt. And moving forward, this guy is, like I said, he's he's the sharp fighter. And my kid is at a deficit at that point. He can't defend himself like he should. And I had to protect him. I get it. But, man, right after the loss? Yeah, like, that was the, that was the in-ring post-fight interview. That was the in-ring right in your son's corner you know that's like crazy. and i'm all for protecting the fighter and i'm all for that but i'm also like let your guy go out on his shield too like you guys put in your whole training camp to do that which could be however long anywhere from six weeks nine weeks plus right for you to do all that work for you to cut the fight short i get it right i get it to protect the fighter and from what could happen but what happens if something if he cl- if something just clicked and he's back in or he takes the lead in the fight like you're not even giving yourself a puncher's chance at that chance at that point right and it's not like he was getting the ever living shit kicked out of him where he needed no. to protect him like in the uh the Anthony Smith Glover Sheriff fight where Anthony Smith was literally getting his teeth knocked out and his corner was letting him fight that he should have gotten the towel thrown in. Like, they should have stopped the fight. 
in a competitive fight like that, you let your guys go or else you wasted your training camp. But again, as a father, I understand. And as a boxing fan, I understand too. But ah, yeah, that's tough to do directly after the fight when you got your fucking son still in the ring. Standing right next to you. Standing next right to next to him. And as for eating breakfast in the morning, fuck you, dad. You're not eating breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you threw in the fight. You threw in the towel of the fight. What are we yeah, doing? I mean, that knockdown, was that a multiple round, multiple knockdown round? Two, two knockdowns in that round. The so first one, automatic the first one, the first one was a flash. He just caught him with a pretty punch. He popped right back up. Second one, when he stopped, the, he was hurt. When he stopped him, he was hurt, but he wasn't, he wasn't separated trouble, from his senses. He was like, yeah, he wasn't he was separated like from the senses. That he got caught and he couldn't really do much. There was nothing that he could do. Now, I will say this, Dylan. I get what you're saying. That fight was over. He was no, yeah, absolutely. Bud was gonna, Bud was gonna put him down one more time, and it, that fight was over. So it's better to stop it early than late. Porter would probably rather that though. So you exactly. let him fight. Exactly, as a yeah, fighter, but, you yeah, want exactly. to go out on your shield. He wants to go out again. I'm you just sure put in Porter. all this time, everything, training, cutting weight, eating right, working out, two a days, three a days, all this stuff for your fight to get taken away from you. That's how I see it. And again, I get it. I understand it. The corner's got a job to do and you got to protect your, your fighter. You got to protect your son. But like he'd rather get knocked out and put away than have the fight taken away from him. Cause now he has an argument for just like, I could have gone out there and I could have knocked him down. I could have knocked him out. What Who's saying? Yeah, I couldn't have yeah. had exactly. So now he's got doubt in his mind and now it's going to give him a, a, either a false sense of confidence or his confidence is going to be gone for a bit. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. I will. I was watching the fight live with my dad, and he brought up a good point that when you hear him say that the, the training, the preparation wasn't good. Well, you're the head trainer. That's that's your fault. Yeah, it's your responsibility. It's your you're paid to make sure that he's ready. So if you don't think that he's ready, that's you actually your fault. Yep. Yeah, but you so, gotta also come into play that when you have a father-son training camp, things like that those, happen. Yeah, those yeah, it's like it's a blur. It's a blurred line, you know. It happens, yep. you know, especially if your son is the um is the breadwinner and you're the um you're the trainer. Sometimes it's like you said. He's like when you have these training camps and they think that they're. Uh, end all be all that they don't need to train the way I'm asking them to. That's a personal conversation that you see is happening right there. That's personal between the two of them. That's just not but again but again that should be to me in my opinion that should happen beyond closed doors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not yeah. not in public, not five minutes after the fight ending. That's why I said right words, wrong time. <laughs> Yeah, that's not something you should just throw out there in the ad, immediately after the fight, after you got homeboy just sitting right next to you, as you're talking hella shit about him. Like that's but, just you yeah, just challenged Porter, all he, his he work it. ethic. You just challenged everything. Porter handled it the right way. He he smiled. He didn't really show disappointment from hearing his dad say that stuff and everything. And I can understand that could be tough in that situation. Very tough. Yeah, because you feel kind of betrayed. 
I can only imagine how his I like I'm gonna think of it differently here. I can only imagine how his father feels having to have gone through that, seen all that, and not being able to get that from like get what's expected out of him. And I'm not gonna sit here and say this is the same situation, but like I coach my son's stuff, his baseball and all that shit, and I get fucking furious <laughs> with him when he doesn't pay attention or he's like kind of like out of it. Because when he's in there and he's locked in, he's an animal. He's an absolute animal thrown from short to first at six, seven years old, like ahead of everybody else on the team. Like, it's a great thing to see. But then he's like over there just kicking dirt and playing around and just going blah, 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 blah. like it's annoying because I know how good he's he said. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The situation is not the same, but I understand a little bit what he's going through because I coach an elite athlete. <laughs> An elite level athlete. Wow. Seven. This is for I you, Dilly. I got something for you, Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> Finish telling your sad story, man. Let but, us know how you actually feel. My son's awesome, though. He's great. <laughs> I don't have these problems. I had one time where I benched him in the middle of the game. I don't care. T-ball? Bro, I said, right you're going to be. Me. I literally said, no, right not even next, next because me. I'm in the field. I'm in the field with these kids making sure they don't die if they... Because there's some kids who's like 14 playing T-ball that shouldn't have been there, and he's hitting dingers. I have to stand in there and take the hit just in case the line drive hits one of them in the head when they're not paying attention. So I said, Jaden, go to the goddamn dugout. You want to sit here and play around and cry because you didn't get the ball? Dugout. Go fucking fuck off over there. <laughs> to the showers. To the showers. To the showers. Yeah. And then in the middle of the inning, I'm like, are you done? You want to play? Yeah, okay. Stop it. Let's go. He comes no, back out with he comes back out with the mustache like Bobby Valentine. Oh yeah, <laughs> comes out with the fake but mustache. Jay, he has to realize that he's like Dominican as hell. Like you can't be doing this. You gotta be going out there and playing. <laughs> it's in your blood, bro. It's in your goddamn blood. Get out there and hit dingers and play shortstop. Damn it. <laughs> so I will end this week with this. So. They had a very interesting about 20-minute conversation on the post-fight about, and you heard me allude to it earlier, about who is the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world. Is it Crawford? Is it Canelo? Whose era are we in right now? Stephanie. I, Canelo, 100%. I think Canelo is the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. But listening to them... Crawford has a very legitimate argument. Yeah. He's yeah, undefeated. Yeah. He's won the world. He's won the title in three weight classes now. He's knocked out eight straight opponents, all in title fights. Who's he's he definitely for the, the best Teofimo Lopez best fight, fight. It would have been Lomachenko for me. But he lost. But he so lost exactly. If it wasn't are. for Teofimo, he would have uh, so been here hit. we are. But so Canelo, that kid brought I, it to Lomachenko. I think it's Canelo. Yeah, it's Canelo, and it's, it's like Canelo. crazy to see how, like, you know, like how Canelo actually rose from the ashes of that Floyd defeat, and now he's, you know, we're talking about this right now, which he, is absolutely nuts. Too young, and too it's just, young. and it's just like, I, like. I don't know. I don't know what iteration of Canelo beats Floyd, though. Like, I can't tell you that right now Canelo would beat Floyd. I can't say that. 
tough. But it's very it, tough. It would be better fight. Floyd is. It'd be a better fight, but does he still does he still win against that? I still think Floyd out out punches him. I think Floyd still lands more than him, and I think it's just closer. I don't think he wins. You know, um, I don't know. I kind of like um, I kind of really like the Gypsy King man. I think he showed me something, man. I love. And I Tyson think that. Um, and I think that's the you know, best like, boxer in the world, though. Best it's boxer just, in the he's world. Just so I don't much know. Better I don't than so. everybody else at heavyweight. I don't think pound for pound. I think Canelo takes the cake for me, but it's just intriguing, man. How but Canelo just—I just kind of had a reflection. Like it's kind of like, like the old like, school thing yeah. where it's like if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you're the man. Like yeah, you're man. the baddest man. man walking. You're the heavyweight champion when of the you're world. Six nine two eighty. That helps. Yep. I mean, hey, that man. helps. I mean, hey, like he—he got he, he works with what he has, you know. Like there's been different types of heavyweights, different body builds. You know, they've all had their own unique things, but. I'm not going to take anything away from Tyson Fury, but I think the the best pound for pound guy right now for me is probably going to be Canelo. I'll go with that. There's but there's like certain things where it's like even that. with Canelo, like what else is for there for him to do? Who is there for him to fight? Well, that's what keep I'm going. saying. You just like, got to keep fighting you, what else whoever's thrown in front of him and like yeah, keep it pushing. It sucks. And just hope hope someone literally rises from. That's where fucking boxing sucks. <laughs> They suck at building stars and no rank. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's 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 not in the best of states right because now. Because even but... with with uh, with Fury, once he beats the other, once he beats the other guy, the other champion, I forget his name, the Russian dude, whatever his name is. Well, oh, yeah, because Joshua lost. Joshua lost. Joshua lost. Yeah. So if if Joshua loses again, and Fury beats. What is it? U- Usage, Rus- something like that. Yeah, and he beats him. What's next? Every other heavyweight's terrible. That's literally it. It's it's he's already destroyed Wilder. Wilder can never fight Fury again. He would have to fight Joshua eventually, and then like that's it. Uh, well, Which maybe is funny but- because. I I think Joshua gives him a really good fight, but I don't think Joshua can beat Wilder at all. There's nothing in me that so thinks either. Joshua can beat Wilder at the, at any point, any time. Wilder knocks him out, but I think Joshua because, has a legitimate chance against Tyson Fury. But he has to go through Wilder. If Joshua loses again, he has to fight Wilder. That's the only like yeah, the non heavyweight he, title fights he are fight more exciting Wilder, than yeah. the title fights right now. Anthony Joshua is is a <laughs> he is glass jaw material. He's a great athlete perfect, who boxes, and that's perfect for him. He's a great Deontay athlete who boxes. Wilder. Deontay Wilder is gonna <laughs> knock him out because he can't take a punch. But um, I mean, I think he gets knocked out by Fury as well. I mean, he's just like he's falling off a cliff. That's just what it is. That Ruiz fight that he didn't prepare for. Ruined. Oh his, man! Whatever he had, going. everyone, whatever reputation he ever had, and then the fight, second fight, he just ran from Ruiz the whole like last two to three rounds. Who's mm-hmm. the kid that beat Joshua? Ruiz, and then it no, was the recently. Oh, uh, whatever the fuck oh, his name is. Usyk. Now, no, that Usyk. But that's the he's thing. a boxer. He's he a bad fight. dude. He that is fight. an Olympic gold medalist. 
He could fight. Like that is that is a man that can fight. And I'm not gonna just overly say Tyson Fury is just gonna beat him because that dude can fight. No, he's he's so. the best chance for to beat Fury right now. As as a whole, it's him. Wilder as a boxer, no. Wilder as a I can hit you once and lay you out. Yeah, it's a good chance, but Usage as a boxer is a bad dude. That's a bad man. Mm-hmm. Joshua just man, I used to really be a big fan of Joshua, and I'm just like man, he ain't got you don't it. Take fights seriously, and you're sitting here just just getting hit, and you're just nah, nah, I can't. You, know, I'm over you. You Brits, you Brits are a little weak sometimes. All right, everybody, it's it's that favorite time of the week. Uh, Play music. Dylan, I would put this would be a drop time. Music. No fuck. I made it. It is easier because I want some right answers. It's 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 very annoying going through and living the the trivia experience of a whole lot of L's. If you guys actually like listen to the podcast all the way through, I'll, I put nine incorrect buzzers in and one correct buzzer in last week. That's a lot. <laughs> All the guessing is, it was a little bit. But hey, maybe we'll get. I'm still some... mad because I knew that DeAndre Jordan. I got the years mixed though. Yeah, you did that. But I got two NBA funny. questions and two music questions. Since Anthony dipped, right. it will not go towards anybody's record. We're gonna see if the easy questions. Are as easy as I think they are. Raz is funny. Hey, Ricky Hata. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just such ask a great this. memory. Such a great memory. I'll just ask this outright, and anybody who wants to answer, go right ahead. Scotty Skiles has the record for most assists in a game with how many? I guess twenty-six. Twenty-seven. I guess it's not 27. I'm going to go with 30. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because Russ, yeah. Russ, Russ had, I remember Russ had 28 and they were talking about how he was really close. Um, so, yeah. yeah Russ, 30. Uh-huh. Damn. Hell yeah. All right. Question number two. Kendall Gill and Larry Cannon have the record for most steals in a game with how many? I'm going to go with 8. 13. Yeah, it's got to be more than 8. Yeah. Michael? 11. Correct! Hell yeah! <laughs> Easy questions! Easy questions for the win. See, this is way more entertaining now that we're getting right answers. Let's go! <laughs> Sorry, right. that's, that should cut off shortly. <laughs> All right. So... These next two questions are going to make me very upset if you get them wrong. Oh. Name the three members of a tribe called Quest. To live. Q-tip. Your turn, Ross. Oh. Q-tip. <laughs> Fife dog. Ross. 
Oh, we were going to round robin type of thing. I thought it was just yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, mean, mean, I, mean, I, I two. think we can do we it. I think we can well, do James it. said Q tip. Q -tip. I, no, he said no, no, Q tip. He said Q tip. I you, said five dog. You said five. Q tip five and oh wow, why would I? The third oh. one always slips me too. <sighs> they took out the easy ones. All right, yeah, I know they did. I know they did. I know they did. Because they don't know the third one. Let's get that buzzer <laughs> ready. Get that buzzer ready. Unless Mike knows the third one. I do know the third one. I do not know the third one right now. Excuse me. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, sorry. Uh, behind the scenes stuff. What happened? He doesn't know? No. Oh, no, I'm not telling you. I know it. I know it. You. Oh, you're asking I, me to I want the buzzer. That's what I, that's what I want. No, I want the buzzer. Oh, fine, buzzer. <laughs> I, I want the buzzer. You're wrong. Right, go ahead, Mike. All right. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. You don't know? Got it's something. It's something. Yes. No, I don't yes. Like it. It's Ali, Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Ali Shaheed Muhammad, yep. That's yes. Right. Uh, um, he makes the beats, right? Yes. Remember the guy that asked for the music. Yeah. All right. Name the three members of De La Soul. Ooh. You know that was the song that popped into my head too. <laughs> Rod, I don't. Rod said, "I'm done with this game." He's like, "I hate y'all." <laughs> mm. Oh, he's coming back. I don't know. I should know, but I don't know. Damn. I think I'm going to give you like one person. I think I give you one person, and I think. Fuck. Oh, sorry. Language. I give you one person, I would say. I know two people. Maceo? Yeah. or something like that? Maceo. and Prince Paul. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy is always another one that's His name starts with a T, though. Yeah. It's like... Tris... Is it True... Yo or something like that? True... Close. Very close. I can't remember how to say his name. I always pronounce his name wrong. Or I think I do. It's True Goy. Trigoy, yes. Yeah, yes. Trigoy. Yes, yes, Trigoy. yes. Yes, yes. That's right. That's right. That was a good question because I had no idea. It's another I, member. I don't know his name, though. I was going to say that was. I thought that was, those were easy. <laughs> Hell yeah. So the NBA questions were easier. The music questions, y'all don't. Y'all disrespect my favorite rap group of all time in a tribe called Quest. Hate y'all. Oh, y'all. I knew the rappers. I didn't know the producer. I knew that group. 
Tribe Called Quest. I think Midnight Marauders is one of my favorite albums. Of all I have time. a jack. I have a I have a Tribe Called Quest jacket right there. I'm looking at it. What? A, that's something people don't realize about me. I love Tribe Called Quest. Wait, what was? Oh, that's probably something else. I thought Buster was like an honorary member of some some group. I can't remember. Yeah, like, but like new school. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But yes, yeah. Tribe Called Quest, one of my favorite rappers of all time. So yeah, that's all I got for trivia. Dylan, more music. Gracias. (laughs) (laughs) Great work for trivia, Dylan, as usual. See, we're making making it easier. Correct answers are better than incorrect answers. That makes everybody at home think they're smart, too. And think that we're idiots. Yeah, of course. I can't, can't imagine. That's like me. Every time I write these questions, I'm like, God, these guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. There were more right answers tonight. More right answers tonight. Progress. We're getting there. Good job, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's going first? Who's leading off the goodbyes tonight? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll start. We'll go. We'll go. Or this way, yeah. I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, yeah, probably that way. Shout out to all the listeners. Like, subscribe on all the podcast platforms, YouTube as well. Appreciate all of you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody around the world. Yes, to sir. my brothers here, appreciate you all. Thankful yes, for you sir. guys. Thankful for everything. Um, Bronzeback Gorilla on Instagram, BB Gorilla underscore on Twitter, where I'm. I'm still haven't been act. I haven't been active really recently, but I'll be better on it. Uh, shout out to the the favorite producer, me, for producing the podcast, getting the editing skills going. Appreciate you. I want to learn how to put video clips into the video and then have Mike eat his words about what he said about the Jets being correct and incorrect. So we'll see if I get that going. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, play the tape back. I was correct. Okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your families. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Uh, Breezy at Breezy5x on Twitter. Uh, Breezy underscore underscore B-I-L-L-Z on Instagram. Shout out to the guys and the Triple B's chat. Speak about a lot of stuff on there that can't be said on podcasts. Shout out to the guys. We got some, some guests, some guest appearance coming from a few of them on here soon. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, thank you for the listeners, for the DSPs. Thank you for the viewership, for YouTube, and wherever we are as well. Shout out to them. Um, like, subscribe, hit that bell. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, man. Thank you for listening to us for sure, man. Thank you for everybody that's like supporting us throughout this. And I think we got something good going. Yeah, I jump in. Want to say happy holidays to everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It's always a great pleasure to to speak and to entertain you guys in this manner. Um, definitely check me out if you want to reach out. Um, Raziel B Moore. That's R A Z I E L B M O R E on Instagram. Um, you can check me out on Snap too. If you want to check out sometimes, I might put some content on soon. I'm working on my Twitter. I said I worked on it last time. Still working on it. 
so I can be a little bit more active in that. Uh, snap is Raz Mondis, uh, R-A-Z-M-O-N-D-I-S. <laughs> and um, definitely going to have some cool content coming out soon, some sports-related content. I've been meaning to just jump into that, and then I've been itching to make sure I, I put out some decent content. So definitely tune into the Speak On It podcast whenever you get a chance. Run it back if you want to figure out what's going on, if you missed one beforehand. It's only going to get better and better. So make sure you stay on, you know, like, of course, I try to definitely be here more often. So, you know, like, and that's a, and, you know, fingers crossed on that, you know. Uh, I'm disappearing and, uh, at nine o'clock in the group chat. You know, listen, <laughs> listen, you know, like, definitely, man, like, you know, uh, you know, people call me Raza Ghoul. So sometimes I retreat to the Lazarus pit. Sometimes I come back up, you know, like, I got the green on, the green's not just for show. So listen. <laughs> I'll see you again, I promise. But just make sure you tune in. Glad to be here. Glad to have you tuning in. This is definitely an honor and a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I, I will go last. Firstly, yes, thank you everyone for, for listening, watching. We're trying to take over. Find us, listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. I'm trying to take over step by step YouTube. If you want to watch, if you want the video. Just hop on the YouTube, like and subscribe on everything. Watch it, then watch it again, and then watch it again. Just so running back, running back, running back. And yes, just want to shout out, you know, shout out everyone. Shout out SB for the beat, mm-hmm. Demi God. I'm gonna shout you out every week till I get you on here, get you in mm-hmm. front of the camera for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really it. Shout out uh, OTTR. I'm a wrestling podcast. We're on hiatus. Uh, but we are steadily growing. Shout out to Blackheart. Yes, that, yeah. you see it behind me. OTTR. Uh, tape back season will be in effect in the start of the new year. Going to be a three-time champion. Start of the new year. So with you being a three time a needing going to be a three time champion, does that mean you lost? Dylan, no. I I, I did lose. <laughs> I, I, I did lose. Thanks. Thanks in large, large, large part. <laughs> to Omas. The wrestler Omas winning the battle royal. Who did you have winning that trash battle royal? Uh I thought they were going to have Otis win. And then I didn't realize until 30 seconds before it began that it was all tag teams in it. And I quickly realized that it was a setup and it was just going to be Omas. I thought AJ Styles might sneak it, but nope. And I lost by one match. And guess what the one match was? That and Damian Priest getting disqualified, you know. But, you know, who was time for that? But, yes, still follow my boys on OTTR, Off the Top Rope. Follow me on uh, on all the socials, I-A-M underscore M-B-J. Get those follows up. We're only getting better. We're only getting stronger. We will be back and better than ever. Everybody enjoy your holiday. Have a good Thanksgiving. Eat. Be thankful for everything that we blessed for. Every day above ground's a blessing. 
And in the words of my man, Greeny, one day I will get you on this show. We will try to, we will be back and try to be better than ever. And with that, fellas, I say good night. Good evening. Good night.